0: we no. yeah.
1: Finally, 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 we're like Jason, we're like Michael Myers, we're like Frankenstein. The show will never truly die, it'll always come back. Uh, welcome back to a special edition of the Wrestling Wars Podcast. Um, have to go into uh, some slight apologies to all of the, the regular listeners. Um, I know the show hasn't been on for quite a while. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it, into a sob story, but I will say that quite simply... Um, a lot of fucked up shit has happened to me uh, over the last couple of months, uh, and on a and, uh, on a family basis, um, and you guys expect and should expect, and I expect to give you a certain level of motivation, of passion, of um, levity, of intensity, of entertainment value uh, from this show, and I am have not been able to. Put together the motivation to do so to to do that for you and that wouldn't be fair for me to just put out whatever old crap um when you guys deserve and expect my usual quality um to be perfectly honest i'm not even completely sure if i'm ready to do it now however god damn it promises were made appointments were created and we have decided to bring you a Halloween special, and we stick to our word here on the Wrestling Wars Podcast. And I will say that today's edition will be one of those special ones that kind of makes some people groan, because it's not really going to be about wrestling. Um, I have myself a Ivy League-educated horror movie expert on to discuss mine and his shared love for Halloween and for horror movies. But I will say that the wrestling focus shows will be back most likely next week. Um, so we'll be getting right back into things here for all of you. So everybody get ready for a pretty unique episode. We're going to be doing a lot of horror movie talk. We're going to be doing a lot of seasonal discussion. We're even going to have some a musical interlude here that fits the mood of the show. Um, now I'll bring in my esteemed guest, as I said, the Ivy League educated, horror movie expert, my main man, X-Fear, Colin, Call Call. What, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to do a gimmick name with you, man, or what do you want to do?
2: Uh, We can do whatever you want, man. I mean, I know it's probably more comfortable to call me X or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like
1: DMX. That was actually you, and the X is going to give it to you. That music video was you. You just Your voice is a little different, but...
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You have developed uh, your
1: style over the years the since crack, that song yeah. came out. Um, so um, you are—we do
2: know
1: you? Oh, you. Oh, everybody! I mean, people in real life, like the fucking the New Jersey crew and all those guys, they all call me NorCal, anyways, because right. I have the fucking the tattoos that say NorCal. So all everybody right. calls no, me NorCal anyway. So keep the gimmick. Um. So we do. We met each other through like most of my guests through the wrestling forum. Um so you are a uh, more part-time now but it, at heart very passionate wrestling fan. What got you into wrestling? What's your favorite era of wrestling? Uh what do you love about it?
2: Oof, that's a pretty broad question. I mean, um when I got into wrestling it was probably about 1997. Um I was just a kid at the time, seven years old, you know, like like most people I got into it young. Um the Attitude Era, the whole the whole Austin Brock, Undertaker, you know, that's what drew me in like a lot of people at that time. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm a little more part time now, but I've been trying to keep up with it more. I've been um for the first time in years, I'm current with the product. I'm not okay, months okay. behind. Okay. Um as far as what I love about it, I mean What's not to love about two guys just beating the hell out of each other, man? Okay, Come on. Okay. I mean the
1: the drama aspect, the entertainment aspect, all that stuff I mean, kinda
2: the drama the drama, the storytelling aspect, absolutely, you know. I mean, you can take a, a really boring, you know, technical match like say Rock Hogan mm-hmm. from WrestleMania, but the story of it yeah elevates makes it, it off to another charts. level. Yeah. I mean I'm one of those, you know, you know, I'm one of those smarky smarks who likes all the moves and all that. But all the flippy floppies, yeah? Yes, all the flippy floppies. But well,
1: and, I mean, I don't, I don't, I always you know, people want to try and denigrate that or, or downplay it, but to me, like to me, there's a place for every different style. Like, personally like a whole Ring of Honor card, like I would get bored over a whole card, but a match or two here and there of that style, like, I'm like hey, I can understand, like, why this is badass or how this translates. So, though the style that you like might not you know be the mainstream there's still totally a place for that and I've seen you before you can definitely you definitely lend I mean you're not that much of a smarky smart because you, you, you give respect to John Cena on a regular basis I've seen it don't try to deny I, it
2: this is true but let's not forget I was a ve- vehement yeah, <laughs> pronouncing that wrong that is correct I was that a hater true. I was a hater for I'll just long say time. he
1: didn't. he never said a positive word about John Cena until he started using the Canadian Destroyer and then it was like oh never mind
2: Oh, come it's, on. It's no. cool now. <laughs> come on. No, no. He, he kind of fucks that one up a little bit. Honestly. Oh,
1: that's what... It's even worse. It's an illogical it's, move in the first place, and then he fucks it, it up, too. And it's, so it makes it even worse. It's fucking hilarious. The whole concept of him doing a fucked up version of it is just <laughs> too funny.
2: And you know he's doing it just for the fans like, like me. Yeah, like,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> like, come on man, bust out more than the five moves of Doom.
1: What are you uh what do you what are you digging right now as far as um you know, if you were gonna recommend to any to any of the listeners, um, what to check out, what to watch, what shows currently, and then uh well you know, something else from stuff from the past possibly that they could find on the network. But what stuff so, currently?
2: Currently, um I don't know. I mean honestly I've been just I just I've just been keeping up with the uh, WWE lately. I haven't. I, I used to be. I mean, I still am really into the independent and Japanese scene. But uh, the last Japanese show I saw was Wrestle Kingdom, their version of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. It was back in it. January. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great show. I'd recommend yeah. that absolutely. Um, as far as current stuff, I mean, I don't want to sound like you know. I mean. I recommend like you know NXT or something you know who hasn't who doesn't know that already Yeah
1: anybody who's listening to this show <laughs> already Yeah they've knows, already yeah.
2: seen it they've already seen it Um I don't know man I mean I would definitely recommend um I saw a bit of Pro Wrestling Gorilla okay. they they have an annual tournament every year the uh, the Battle of Los Angeles and uh, this year it was an excellent couple of shows. I
1: actually heard that, that it was very good.
2: I would definitely recommend that um, if, if you're a fan of the flippity-flops, as uh, as they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and anything... What are some of your all-time favorite matches that people could go check out on the
2: network, possibly? Oof. Go check out on the network? Hmm. I know there's one match I just watched the other day that I forgot how much I really loved. Is um, I think it was it was either june i think of either 93 or 94 on raw bret hart versus the 123 kid
1: oh hell yeah yeah uh,
2: you know where bret gives him like 20 30 minutes and makes him just look like a star yeah yeah that was that is a great match i would definitely recommend to any anyone who hasn't seen it cuz it's on the earlier years of raw um as far as other network matches i mean I would recommend, if it, it, I, I, I don't have the network myself, so I don't know the scope of everything that's on there yet, because I've heard there's not there's stuff that isn't on there yet that they yeah. have, um, but it, any any 1989 WCW.
1: Yeah, yeah man, they have a really, they have, hey, because I went through them all, and they do have a lot of like, it's like bust ass, but it's like sports presentation sort of style, um, that's, I agree, really enjoyable
2: yeah i mean anything anything 89 everybody knows about steamboat and flare but there's there's just a ton of great stuff that whole year
1: absolutely good stuff man thank you well we are gonna roll into um the main portion of our show we're gonna do some some halloween and some horror movie talk um
2: yeah
1: first off (laughs) if you were to hazard a guess hazard a guess how many fucking horror movies have you seen?
2: Oh Jesus Christ, man. That's thousands.
1: Thousands. You've done a little bit of um a little bit of education, a little bit of schooling in a in a film, correct? As well. Yes, or,
2: yeah. yes I film was my minor actually. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, so so it's not just not just a fanboy, this man it was a professional, goddammit. Um oh, yeah, I got so, I had
2: to watch all the old Kurosawa movies and everything, man, like
1: um, so thousands and thousands. Um, would you say it's your it's your favorite genre or near favorite genre? Absolutely, absolutely. okay. And what and what about it? Because um, maybe some people out there can relate. What about it makes it gets you so into it that that that, that it has
2: you so captivated? It's dangerous, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's the feeling of fear is something that you rarely really feel in life and it's a very profound feeling and when you can get it from a film as opposed to you know some sort of horrid situation in life it's it's a bit intoxicating it's um it's hard to really describe i mean there's something about being scared by a movie that's just uh, an experience in and of itself Uh, i I guess I'm all I don't know I guess I'm just a sick guy at heart that I you know <laughs> I watching all these movies that's that's probably what it is man well
1: not necessarily because um like the thing for me I was never I'm not a real big you know fear guy but I'm very into into mythology and mythologies and, and backstories and stuff like that and that's what really gets me into I mean I'm not really a big horror movie guy but the ones that are really real wit- and have a real strong mythology behind them, like the Jasons, like the Freddies, like the fucking Michael Myers, like um,
2: It, they all have a like track Candyman
1: thing. like yeah, yeah, it's all it's all really deep mythology and like things that are bigger than what we understand, so that's uh, that's part of what I really always thought was, was, was awesome with those movies and you can get out of them
2: Yeah, I mean absolutely, I'd agree with that
1: Do you, so not, so you're not necessarily sicko for loving them because of things like that. There's different assets of of the movies that you can like, but what can make you a sicko is the kinds. Which one, I know you've seen them all, I know you've seen it all. Which one, which ones would you say that you prefer as far as, you know, you got your classic slashers, you got your, your monster movies, you got your, uh, and then you got your, like, your fucking weird ass, like, Japan fucking stick. Nails underneath your toenails while I rape your mom—fucking weird shit. <laughs> what? Which ones did you, would you say that you like the best?
2: Oh uh, yeah, the Japanese—they're—they're they're a sick bunch. Uh, no, no, I love the Japanese. Uh, my favorite—I mean, I'm sure you saw this coming already has got to be the slasher film.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. Part of it is a large part of it is just the nostalgia and comfort I find in watching absolutely. them. Absolutely, absolutely. It's—it's something I grew up on. You know. Yeah, me- yeah.
1: It, rem- it takes you back to those times. I—I I can. It's funny because it was just, shit, two days ago I was at the gym uh, doing some cardio, fucking watching TV. I'm flipping through the channels and, oh shit, Jason's on, fuck yeah. And he just, I just stayed on. They're like, a lot of the movie, Jason movies fucking suck. But it was just it's just a, it's just, a place of comfort to, to um, you know, comfort, memories, nostalgia. Um, it was just a certain time and a certain uh, visceral fun to those movies that were coming out at the time.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I routinely watch movies that I know for a fact, I've seen before, and I know it's not a good film. Like, many of the Friday and, you mm-hmm. know, Freddy sequels. Mm-hmm.
1: So, one of the first things that we really connected on, and it's kind of an odd thing, but I think some of the listeners, as someone out there is going to be able to latch on to this, is that we both love halloween as our as our favorite holiday now um for me it's a it's a different set of 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 things but you tell me you try to encapsulate to you you know what halloween means to you and uh why you have such a love for it
2: that's a i mean again that's a difficult question but i'm gonna try my best here um for me, a lot of it is just um, growing up, m- the memories of trick-or-treating, um, specifically with my father, uh, who passed away when I was young. Um, it's those memories, I mean, that was like a one night a year where we'd be out till midnight, we'd be knocking on people's doors, they had gone to sleep hours ago asking for candy, you know, and uh, it, there's something about those memories that growing up, it kind of... I mean, as well as growing up watching horror films, that you know, it, it made it a special time of year to me. I mean, whether it's the weather, I think definitely plays a key part in it too. Um, when you're walking down a windy street and the and the autumn leaves are just like blowing in the wind, you know. I mean, there's something really beautiful about that. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm oh, going. Oh,
1: I mean, I mean that's no, that's perfectly. It's that's perfect because it. it in that visual i mean combine you know the the blowing leaves um the the autumn leaves in the in the breeze uh, along with the, you know the smell of chimneys and uh you know dead leaves on the ground um it just it has a certain smell it has a certain feeling where i come from and even out here on the east coast since i moved out here just always gorgeous weather um it's just a nice, you know. I more enjoy the ambiance of it, and of course, it, like you said, it it goes back to a time of nostalgia where, where, as a kid, it was like one night of a year where you could almost yourself participate in a little a little element of danger, you know, uh, just just that kind of thing, that had the kind of feeling of a uh, of, of excitement, like you know, we're gonna get our costumes and run around and have fun and get a shit pile of candy and have a great time. Um, And, you know, it's carried over now Into where the weather's super nice I get to chill, relax I get to see little kids be really happy Because I have become that house You know you'd have those houses when you were a kid You were trick-or-treating Where you would go there and it would be that house That gave out the fuck pile of candy, you know And now I am that house And I get to see kids get all excited about it And get all happy about it So, So that was cool did, did, do, you go,
2: do you go full do you go full on do you get the full size uh, the full size bars
1: oh man maybe next year you know I might that's
2: expensive that's expensive It's. I
1: mean I spent fuck probably I think 120 bucks I mean I got a bunch of bags of fucking candy Jesus but uh yeah, maybe that'll be an idea in the future. Um, that was,
2: whoever did that when you were a kid, whoever gave you, like, a full-size candy bar, they were the best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to keep that one in mind. What's crazy, though, is, like, these kids now, like, a bunch of kids last year, like, had a fucking attitude about the shit. Like, i come up, and I'm like, oh, what are you dressed as? Like, da-da-da-da. And this, I remember, I remember like, it was just this little girl just looks at me, she's like, Elsa. Like, like, to the side, like, duh, don't you fucking know? Don't you watch Frozen? <laughs> Dumbass, like... The fuck? Fuck you then. You ain't getting no candy from me. No. (laughs)
2: Just. It's crazy. It was like the 20th Elsa you saw that night, too. Uh, You know
1: what? It wasn't really that bad, but it was just a bunch of them like, you know, how are you going to go out dressed up acting all crazy and asking for candy? And then you get up to my house, and I'm like, oh, where are you? You know, you're having fun, and they got to get all. Then you want to get all shy or get a fucking attitude. Like, hey, I didn't come here for a conversation. I came here for candy. So get with it. (laughs)
2: Hey man, that's the unspoken agreement.
1: That's just crazy. So we're gonna roll on to. So what? What are you getting up to this Halloween? Are you gonna give out candy? Have a mo- movie marathon? Or are you gonna have?
2: What you um, gonna me. I'm going to. Um. Well, I mean, uh, of course, I'll find some time in the day to watch the original Halloween because that's oh, yes. a, okay. an annual tradition. I cannot back out on that. I've signed to Satan on that one. Um. But aside from that, um, no, I'm gonna go to. Uh, some friends of mine uh, in a band by the name of Balaam, they're uh, they're playing their last show locally, and it's going to be a huge get together because they're really big locally. So it's going to be just a whole whole big party. Should be Sounds fun, like
1: a fucking blast off. Um, yeah,
2: it should be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be. You enjoy your youth, young man. <laughs> I'm going to be taking my dog to the vet for her checkup, and then <laughs> I'll be fucking handing out candy. But it'll be cool. It's going to be badass because. The weather's probably going to be baller so I'm going to have my fucking sliding glass door open, my screen door, getting that nice fucking Halloween air coming through. College football's yes. going to be on. It's going to be a Saturday, so I'll be watching the shit out of that. I'll be picking out picking away, picking away from the uh from the bags of candy, taking all the kids' um, losing candy. Losing
2: more money on the college football?
1: Oh, no, no, no. no. I don't bet. I, I only do uh the NFL.
2: Only Okay, only NFL. I only right.
1: bet NFL, which that's another thing I have to go do Saturdays. Cash in my ticket from last week cuz I won $400. Hell yeah.
2: Um,
0: nice.
1: So, yeah, I'll be doing all that um, good times. Uh, ladies and gents, we're going to take a slight break for a musical interlude so you guys can be put on to some to some unique gothy music. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the different subgenres of horror with X-Fear. That actually works really good because you're my horror guy. You know, I didn't even think of that, X-Fear. That's fucking, that's pretty, co- that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm going to come back. Talk about the different kinds of horror. The old, the new, the indie, the foreign. Which ones he would recommend to you all for your Halloween movie playlist coming up. As for now, check out some tunes. We're back after those awesome tunes. Um, we're ready to go over the many subgenres and the classics from these genres with our Resident Horror Movie and Smarky Smark X Fear. Um, so let's start off with your favorite the classic horror, the, the slashers, the 80s. Um, faucets of individual films. Um what what are you, what are the ones that stick out in your mind from this era and why are they, you know, like the best? From well, from both from both a, a regular popcorn point of view and both from, from somebody who's been through film school and knows what to look for kind of point of view.
2: Well I didn't go to specifically film school, but well,
1: I did well I mean you know for yeah, film. That's uh, what I um, meant.
2: As far as, I mean, my favorite, and again, this is well known to anyone who knows me, is, of course, the original Halloween by John Carpenter, uh, 1978, and to describe why that is my favorite film would be very hard, um, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, to begin with, I just wanted to also add that I actually have a tattoo on my arm of what is known as the curse of thorn which is the same symbol that Michael Myers has tattooed on mm-hmm. his arm All right. so you can see how dedicated I am to this film and genre Very. Uh, and as far as why Halloween is my favorite um, there's something I mean to begin with of course and this is always mentioned the score the soundtrack Absolutely, the score yeah. by John Carpenter yeah. it's iconic It's as soon as you hear it you know what it is it's like Jaws or something mm-hmm. you know um, and it's uh, that it plays that plays a huge role in the main thing that I love about the film, which is something we previously said is kind of harder to to talk about, which is the atmosphere.
1: Atmosphere. Yep, I atmosphere. was just about to say that. Yep. It's such a
2: general term to use, but it's it's the mixture of those images, like we talked about before, of like the leaves rustling in the wind in the fall. You know, when when Laurie Strode is walking down her street and the leaves are just kind of streaming along and Michael Myers is stalking her from behind and she doesn't know it, but we know it. That that's a moment among many others in that film that puts across the 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 general atmosphere that we're talking about well, here.
1: Well and I mean if you from the from the from the jump, from the beginning, if you just imagine from the standpoint of you know thinking of It's Halloween, everybody's in masks, everybody looks scary, and then there's a fucking psychopath on the loose in a mask among all these people and all these kids, you know what I mean? Like, that off the top just brings out a a primal um, deep-down fear that most people would have. Um, And then when Carpenter, his mastery of, you know, getting into the... Uh, taking it there with the atmosphere and the music and and just the way that it doesn't need to be brutal, it doesn't need to be anything because it's the tension it's the tension of him being right there of never knowing where he's going to pop up and he's always just uh, sentient, you know Um, always there Totally.
2: Exactly. Exactly. There's, you know, I mean, Halloween gets credited a lot for starting the whole slasher craze, and, and it did in a lot of ways. But it's not, like you said, it's not a brutal film. It's there's very little gore or violence in it, really. There's a yeah. couple of there's a couple of murders, and none of them are particularly graphic. No. Um, it's 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 all about the atmosphere, the 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 sense of foreboding, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That, that he, he is coming, like like when. There's a scene towards the end where Lori is just banging on her neighbor's door, or on the door of the kid she's babysitting. She's screaming for yeah. the kids to open.
1: Please it. help, yeah, yeah. And
2: and Michael is just calmly walking at like a snail's pace.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: But he's coming, and he's coming to get you, no matter what.
1: Absolutely. Um. What other uh, Carpenter did? You know, a lot of other things. You're a big fan of of the thing, right?
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, I love Carpenter to begin with, but yeah. yes, the thing is one of his best.
1: Um, what what, what can you get in some of the aspects of what makes that film so so brilliant and so captivating, and you know people should go out and check it out.
2: That one is that's a, I mean that film plays on really just the the subtext of it is just the fear of man himself, just your fellow human being, whether you can trust them or not. You know, I mean. That it's a very, I guess the word I'm looking for is cerebral. It's a very yeah, cerebral yeah. film. It's cold, it's dark, and you cannot trust anyone because anyone could be the thing, you know? Um, again, the music, the score plays a large part because John Carpenter is just a brilliant composer. Um, but, I mean, that film also, you've got you've got just great performances from kurt russell and uh and his whole crew really that that really seals it together like the uh I'm, the couch scene in particular mm-hmm. you know, everyone remembers that one
1: um the thing with 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 the um you know we keep on mentioning it with with atmosphere and with it's it's the uh Oh, I can't think of the term. We always use it for wrestling, too. It's, a, it's That's why I wanted to bring it up, because it's very relatable to wrestling. It's the uh, suspension of disbelief. That's what I'm talking about. The suspension of disbelief when you are so sucked in and engrossed into the atmosphere of what you're watching that you forget that you're watching a movie. You're just enjoying what you're seeing and going along with it. And I think that's what Carpenter does extremely exactly. well with a mastery. Um, well, there's some other stuff... Let's go with um some of the biggins, the the big films that stuck out from you back then. The Jason, the Freddy. Um, why you like them? And then give us a couple of a uh, of a uh, of a little bit less unknowns. Maybe some some uh, some maniac cop, some some croc,
2: some croc, a cop. Excellent, that's a good. Did you
1: see fucking or croc or is it or is it gator? You know which one I'm gator? talking about the one with the big ass motherfucking alligator, alligator? in, the, well, in the there. Well, there is alligator. Yeah
2: there was definitely an alligator that was like in the 80s or something yeah, yeah
1: yeah well that's where we're going you know the thing okay. and yeah no, and an
2: alligator. no yeah that's i think that's toby hooper yeah
1: yeah it is toby Hooper. Yep, yep.
2: yeah yeah it's a it's a good film well it's <laughs> not good but, <laughs> but, but, it's, yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun it's enjoyable <laughs> yeah it's an enjoyable thing when
2: that crow when that alligator destroys the wedding at the end that's a great that's a great scene
1: so i would i would check that out of all, all of you um Tell us a little bit about, about, oh, let's go, Jason, a lot of the atmospheric um, things that you get from from Halloween.
2: Friday the 13th, that series, I mean, I'll be honest, to begin with, as a kid, um, I mean, I grew up on the big three, you know, Freddy, Jason, and Michael, Mm -hmm. but as a kid, Jason was always my favorite, and this was the same until maybe my mid-teenage years where I realized I liked uh, the Halloween films more, but... As a kid, Friday the Thirteenth—that was that was my thing. I mean, I literally, part of this was laziness, but I literally dressed up as Jason for Halloween probably seven or eight years in a row, including one year when I had broken my leg and was in a wheelchair, and I was wheelchair Jason. Jason. Yeah, wheelchair Jason. It was an excellent time. Um, but no, the Friday the 13th films, the the thing about those that are different from Halloween is that, you know, it's always playing on the whole summer camp thing, the, oh, out okay. the woods yeah. thing, you know, the forest thing, mm-hmm. whereas Halloween was very much about the suburbs. Yeah, the you know, suburbs. It was always about horror in the suburbs, you know, where we all lived. But Friday the 13th was about being out in the woods where you don't know what what the hell is going to be out there. You know, you're in the wild.
1: And I think they were, a big part of it was the... Um it plays on the fact that these kids are out in the woods and they're completely entrusted you're completely dependent on these camp counselors and they're busy in there fucking each other's brains out and that's why <laughs> the kids are getting killed I mean you laugh but isn't that, isn't that part of the of the psychological that's, thing that it plays that on was of
2: course the spawn of Jason himself you know or at least his death I excuse me as a child you know because the camp counselors were all you know fucking each other's brains out instead of watching him I mean so those what, what, films more like more than any other of the slasher films definitely had the whole thing going where you know if you had sex if you did drugs you know if you did either of those things you were gone you you're mm-hmm, dead mm-hmm. they were kind of moral fables in a way
1: that's what a lot of them um, a lot of them ended up ended up being later on um what later on made you uh you know, gravitate. What what caused that diversion? Where you know you liked Jason for so long, but then later on you decided you were Michael Myers guy. What was the difference that made you go from you know one to the other?
2: Well, to be truth, to be one hundred percent honest, it was just how good of a film the original Halloween is oh, okay. Really, um, I love to this day. I love to death all the Friday films. I watch them all the time, um, but. That first Halloween film—it's—it's it's a far superior film to any of the Friday films. To almost—I mean, I'm biased because of my love for it, but I feel it's probably the best horror film besides maybe Frankenstein. You know, um, there's just something about it. I don't—I can't put it into words, but you know, one day I just watched it again after I'd seen it before, but I watched it again. I might have been 12 years old or something, and it just—it clicked with me on another level it hadn't before.
1: Well, it's kind of like the deal of, of, you know, like, when... And just for me, just for nostalgia purposes, I still can't quite get over it. Like, I'll never say one is better than the other. But, you know, like, when we were all kids, we all thought Terminator 2 was fucking great, right? Of course. And it is a great movie. But we all loved it because Arnold Schwarzenegger's cool as fuck, right? Like, you know, black leather, bad to the bone, motorcycle, all that. But yeah. then later on when you grow up and you get to learn more about what makes films great films, you know, many people are now of the opinion that uh, Terminator 1 is the better movie.
2: I would share that opinion.
1: See? Okay, so there you go. And so it's a... it's a. You love the probably, character a when promise. you're a kid, but when you know more what you're looking for on a film basis, that'll make you switch over, and sounds like that's what happened with you and uh, Halloween and, and Friday the 13th.
2: Absolutely, that's, I mean, that's the long and short of it, man. Basically, I just came to appreciate what John Carpenter did with that first one more than I, more than I loved the kind of trashy aspect of all Friday films.
1: So, what, um...
2: And, and even the, uh, and even the, the director of the original Friday 13th, Sean Cunningham, he says willingly to this day, it's a trash movie. <laughs> it's yeah. an exploitation film, through and through.
1: So, well, shit. Since we're back in the 80s and 70s, we're talking about exploitation films. Maybe we should talk about the movie that has the fucking greatest scene in the history of Earth where a fucking shark fights a zombie in Zombie oh. 2. Zombie 2. Zombie 2. Very fucking infamous. Um, all the casuals who are listening to this probably aren't going to fucking know what, that is, what this is, and there's a reason for that. Um, you want to go ahead? You're the guest. You tell the story of why Zombie 2 is... Kind of tough to find.
2: Well, it's not. It's not so much tough to find. It's just one of those more obscure films. You wouldn't be on your radar unless you're looking for it. Well, at the time there was a, there was a
1: big controversy. Um, at I the
2: mean,
1: time there was a big controversy. You know what I'm referring to, right? Or wait a minute, no, that was a uh, Cannibal Holocaust. I'm thinking of something fucking something different. Oh yes, we'll go yes. to that next. They though. thought it was real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
2: But anyway, no, Zombie, Zombie Two, Zombie Two was you know was a, again. That was a film totally made a hundred percent for money because it was totally supposed to just be a ripoff of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, and it came out about you know two or three years afterwards. Um, but it was directed by Lucille Fulci, who that's a name you want to write down if you're into horror at we, all. We
1: were we were going to get into that later. Why, why uh, that? Well, okay, but since we're there, since it got brought up, um, Fulci, what's what's the what's the big deal there?
2: Fulci is one of the best uh Italian horror film directors which for anyone who's really into horror knows that Italy produced some of the best films of the 70s to 90s. Um he he his films were they were kind of a mixture of um one genre known as giallo, which is a very popular Italian genre. Giallo is basically a murder mystery with a little more violence. Okay, it's like okay. it's like a, a pre-slasher, basically. What's, yeah, what's that fucking? I,
1: I, it's that like kind of a horrible movie, but it's like a precursor to all slashers. You know which one I'm talking about. They're all at like a lake house and. People are getting killed. Bay, There's Bay a of...
2: of Blood? Yeah, Bay of yeah, blood? that's it. They have Bay of blood. There's blood? a lot of titties
1: oh, in it. The guy has a hook. Uh-oh. He's fucking Oh, I'm surprised people. you
2: know what Bay of Blood is. Ah, uh... uh, see? <laughs> you surprised me. Don't sleep
1: here. on me, man. I'm a fucking <laughs> I don't get I watch a lot of the shit, but I'm very well read.
2: So... No, Bay of Blood's great. Bay of mm-hmm. Blood's great. It's it's cheesy as hell, but that's another film by another one of the great Italian directors, uh, Mario Bava. Mm-hmm. Um Bay of Blood was, yeah, in a lot of ways, is seen as the first real slasher film. But
1: that would be considered a giallo film. Okay, but yes,
2: technically right, yeah. it is a giallo. A lot like most of Mario Bava or Lucille Fulci or my favorite who is the best of all the entire directors Dario Argento. Okay. Um. They, But yeah, a lot of their films their early films in the 70s could have been called giallos. But they were far more violent than any American films were doing at the time. So in in hindsight, they're considered you know sla- like early slashers. Yeah, basically. The,
1: the, the precursor to, to slashers. Yeah,
2: basically, basically. Um, what were we talking about? We we're Zombie talking two. about
1: Zombie Two. So he directed <laughs> Zombie Two. This is not a fucking Giallo <laughs> film. This is motherfucking no. zombies this doing is, crazy ass shit.
2: This is just this is what he made famous in the eighties. Was Fulci would just make just gory-as-hell movies about zombies and demons, and just no sense to them, really, at all. I mean, Zombie 2 is not a particularly well-written or well-directed film, but it's immensely entertaining. I mean, when you've got scenes like the, you know, the zombie fighting the shark underwater. The zombie fighting the shark, for instance. I mean, that's iconic, man. Come on. And, and, And that film has one of the best, you know, unnerving kills, I think, of any horror movie, where the, uh, The one woman gets a a, a wood splinter right through her eye.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, and that's that's, that's just... That's just, just like, really good effect because, you know, we've seen crazier things in movies, but just the thought of a splinter in the fucking eye would make anybody, you know
2: it's all about direction, really. Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to violence, like, I've seen, you know, like I said, I've seen thousands of horror movies. I've seen some of the most vile, fucked up, you know, violent shit you can imagine on screen. But something much more simple, if it's directed Mm
0: -hmm.
2: better, is a thousand times more disturbing. Like, there's one film I wanted to mention, actually, that typifies this perfectly, which is um, a film called Irreversible. From uh, France in the early two thousands. God, I know what it Irreversible. is. Irreversible. We were,
1: we were going to get to that point. We were going to get to. The, um, we're going. We're going to go on Indian foreign later. But since we, I was going to be into one this, of
2: the ones I was going to mention. Man, was just the go ahead. <laughs> one, I'm not going to mention the infamous scene everyone remembers. I'm going to mention yeah. a different one where um, someone gets their face bashed in by a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. and you don't really see much in the in the scene itself like y- you see a little bit of blood you see the hitting but you don't see the impact it's not that graphic but the way it's filmed it's nauseating and it shows you which is the one thing i love about that film is it shows you violence for what it truly is which is sickening
1: uh, fair warning to anybody out here listening to this before you go fucking tottering off think you're going to have a great time seeing someone getting their head smashed with a fucking fire extinguisher <laughs> you're gonna come back and be like what the fuck you recommended this movie on the podcast I personally am not for one for two let me warn all of you there's like a fucking 47 minute fucking rape scene in this movie <laughs> like it just is in my opinion is um gratuitous but it's gratuitous absolutely but you know, it's, if you can, if you're, you know, one of those people, I because mean, there's plenty of people who, you know, like film and, you know, can watch it as a portrayal and enjoy them, you know, enjoy the movie still. But I just want to throw that out there for people who cannot get down with that kind of shit. It
2: doesn't have the NorCal seal of approval. It
1: is pr- uh, some hardcore raping going on in there. So <laughs> I had just it. Just know that sh-
2: I sh- had it on a short list of films I was going to recommend for the truly sick and depraved.
1: Just know that. um Back to our to, to the classic horror discussion. Um, you were bringing up the directors and how they how they shoot things and how they do things. And how they said atmosphere doesn't need to be especially violent. Um, a great um, fucking example of that. A lot of people forget that the first Child's Play was scary as fuck. <laughs> and there's barely. I don't think there is any blood in that movie. I mean, people get stabbed and stuff, but you don't. You're not seeing ar- arterial sprays. All over the place. That would make a fucking sweet punk band, punk band name, by the way. Arterial sprays. Um, i uh, But you don't see, you don't see a bunch of crazy shit like that in the movie. But it's still genuinely creepy as shit.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, I just actually, I actually just watched it the other day. Um, and that movie has a special significance to me because my uh, my sister growing up, was, there was nothing in the world she was more afraid of than Chucky. So,
0: <laughs> so
2: that, that provided a lot of amusement for me and my father. Scared oh, her.
1: oh, I'm sure. So many opportunities.
2: Oh, so Meg. To this day, I could still bring a Chucky doll out and she'd freak out. But, um, but no, I agree with you. That's another film where really it's the concept of the film that gets to you. It's, it's the idea that your little toy doll is alive. Like, what... That's a thought that's run through every it's Not just
1: season. alive, it's a fucking killer.
2: Exactly. I'll kill
1: you. <laughs> you know, wake up murder. That's what the fuck's going to happen.
2: Although I got to say the little kid in that movie is the worst actor of all yeah,
1: time. Yeah. Yeah, could could be better. Could be better. <laughs> um while we're still we'll go over a couple more of the, more of the Titans <laughs> back then. Um Freddy, what about Freddy? What do we like about Freddy? I mean, besides the <sighs> the obvious I mean I've heard it explained a lot of times by Wes Craven himself R.I.P. by the way that fucking sucks um, God yeah where you know he explains you know you're supposed to be safe in your dreams and blah 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 um, you know stuff for people like me who have crazy fucking realistic nightmares I'm like fuck my dreams but that's was supposed to be the fuck psychology dreams. behind the movie but what else you know what else about it that do you love and you know think is awesome that you'd recommend for everybody
2: well, this is a very uh relevant topic because I actually I've just watched I just watched the the, the first six uh nightmare on elm street movies in the last week uh in my uh, Halloween watching. So, um uh, about Freddy, I mean, you know, like Wes said, it's it's not just the fact that it's in your dreams where you're supposed to be safe, it's the fact that you have to sleep. At yeah. some point you have to sleep or you will die. There's no way getting around it. At some point, you're gonna meet up with this fucker, you know. Um, but really, that 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 first—I mean, like I said, I just watched the first six films, and that first film is another example of a film a lot like Halloween, where it's it's way more serious and, and creepy oh, than. Fuck yeah, e- it is. You no, know, it's it's. Freddy is not funny in that movie. No, it's I, fucking terrifying.
1: Man, one of my favorite and most terrifying. One of my favorite movie lines ever is fucking when she's she runs out in the street and she's falling down uh, and she no sees reason. him down the street and she says oh my god and he fucking holds out his claw and he says this is god that is fucking crazy great yeah.
2: fucking scene great line absolutely man absolutely and it bums me out so much to know that wes is no longer with us you know
1: yeah absolutely um
2: i i was lucky enough i met him once at a horror convention guy's wow, autograph wow. on my nightmare on elm street dvd which is something you know i hold precious but yeah he made a lot of great films too i just wanted to mention quickly besides the nightmare on elm street films um one of the things i was going to recommend later was uh serpent in the rainbow if you've never seen it mm-hmm. another west craven film late 80s all about voodoo and the Haitian ritual of raising the dead. It's a very creepy, fucked up film. So just throw that one on your to-watch list.
1: Cool, good stuff. See, that's the kind of that's what we're that's what we're going to you for. Um, before we roll up out of the '80s, uh, we kind of brought it up earlier. What tell us about fucking Maniac Cop, yo?
2: Maniac Cop. Hell, fucking yeah. Oh God, I'm I'm glad that you've seen Maniac Cop, man. Maniac <laughs> Cop is what, what's there to say about Maniac Cop? It's just it's I mean, first of all, you got Bruce Campbell, who is the fucking king of yeah, all yeah. B-movies, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the uninitiated, you may ha- may remember him from The Evil Dead, if you've ever seen those films.
1: I, that's uh, another one. You guys go check out The Evil Dead. Yeah, um, if
2: you um, haven't, come on, get on it, guys. I
1: mean, it, <laughs> I remember... Who was I explaining this to? It was the last... That's what it was. It was the last time that I was... um. Uh, out traveling for my job at PetSmart, um, some people, some guys who work with me, are too young. They didn't, they didn't know, and they we they we had the new one, and we went and watched it, and like yeah, the fucking the part where he like saws the girl's knees kind of fucked up, and but I was like eh, eh, it really wasn't, and they're like oh no that movie's fucked up, and I'm like you guys don't know fucked up until you watch the first two. And I'm not even talking like fucked up, disturbing. I'm talking about like fucked up. Like, what are we watching right now?
2: <laughs> like, if <laughs> you ever wanted to see someone get raped by a tree, it's just so. First Evil Dead is your ticket.
1: It's just so, just fucking out of control. The whole thing, like the puppets and the like, the orange blood that's spraying. It's just outrageous.
2: Oh, tell me, tell me you you know about the the show they're doing.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. yeah. yeah I'll be definitely be checking definitely. out. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it, that's probably going to be pretty, pretty entertaining. Pretty. Oh, cool. it looks
2: great. It looks great.
1: Um, so,
2: Maniac Cop. <laughs> what did I just say about Man- Maniac Cop? Is it's really just the the only kind of movie you could find made in the eighties? Like it could only have been made in the eighties. It's pure trash exploitation. Just a cop is coming out to kill everyone. Like, I mean, it's hard to describe. It's, it's like I said, it's only a film that could have been made in the 80s. It's, it, you watch it and, and you feel dirty. You're like, I feel like I was just on the New York streets in Harlem in 1982. <laughs> like, I mean... Well, that's I try not to s- make a
1: synopsis stupid. a little bit because people, a lot of people don't know what it is. Okay, so Bruce Campbell's a cop. He's fucking crazy. Comes out to start killing everybody. It's done in... Um, Grand fat only could be made in the
2: eighties. No, no, no. fashion. Bruce Campbell's Bruce Campbell's the uh, the the good guy detective. Okay, okay. the maniac cop is uh, somebody else. I think William Sadler or something. I can't remember his name.
1: And what but, he, what happens? What
2: does he do? <laughs> what does he do? He gets murdered and then comes back to life to kill Everyone. anyone who dares break the law.
1: There we go. So, for everybody out there, before we move on to modern horror, dude, what um, fucking Boys in the Hood, did you ever watch that? Not Boys and, in the Hood, Tales from the Hood. Oh, Tales
2: from the Hood, Fuck I know that's just Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I've seen both, but yes, Tales from the Hood, as a kid, that movie was the shit, yeah. but that last, dude, that last... Don't that give it last...
1: away, don't give it away! Yeah, but the last part is fucking crazy!
2: No, 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 no! Not, not, not the ending. I'm. Ta- I was gonna say the last story. Oh yeah, with the little th- dolls.
1: Yeah, man. Was oh, that, no, no. I thought the last oh, story was the one that scared
2: the shit out of that us. That
1: is man. scary as fuck. But I thought, was, um... I thought the last one was um. The last one was the no, no, guy no, no who you're, shot right, you're right, The last one guy. was
2: the the guy in like death row or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the
1: middle one was the fucking yeah. was the dolls and it's yes, fucking which ridiculous. Was
2: horrifying, creepy
1: as shit when I was a little kid.
2: Horrifying.
1: Yeah. Got some pretty crazy for the time practical effects too in the in the the other story, where the where the guy who's abusing him and his mom, the little kid. Oh yeah, the actually whole a monster. movie was great. Yeah, oh yeah, was great. So, yeah. I still
2: I still dig it to this day.
1: Fantastic. Um, kind of a funny kind of funny little thing. Fuck man, we could just we gotta fucking we can't be making this too much of a marathon. We could go on and on like I want to cover, <laughs> I want to do the fucking Leprechaun movies too. Like goddamn.
2: Oh, God. Hey, the, that first Leprechaun scared the shit first out of me. First
1: Leprechaun so. was not nothing to fuck with. These l- new ones, you know, Leprechaun in the hood is in know, the
2: hood in space, versus, out of control, you know, share whatever. There's but
1: but the first one was was not a game. That was a fucking creepy ass no. movie. No. Uh, so when we move on into all right, uh, modern day horror, um, modern day horror, what? Fuck! I think the last, last horror movie I saw. Well, I watched the um, I'm a big, uh, I don't know why. I think it's because it, it condenses what I have to pay attention to, and I just like, like I said, I like mythology, and so I'm like a big um, I'm a big anthology guy. Like I love the fucking. Uh, well, I don't love, but I enjoy. Like, I go out of my way to see like the uh, the VHS series. Um,
2: ooh, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if you've seen uh, the ABCs of Death, but it's kind of interesting just because it, the films are so short.
2: It's um, been on my radar. I haven't seen it, but um, I know of it.
1: There's some really high points and some really low points. I'll just put it to you that way.
2: Um, That's my idea. Yeah. Uh,
1: but the ABCs of Death VHS. Um, there's a new new one, like a Christmas based one that just came out. Um, a couple weeks ago, video on demand. Not ringing a bell for you.
2: Rare exports. No, it's um. No, it's a few years older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it sure. just
1: came out. Uh, it's a. It's like horror movies during Christmas.
2: Oh Telepology. oh oh! Is it is it the Krampus movie they're coming out with?
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the stories. Is is Krampus? Is, is yeah. in one of them? Um,
2: Krampus is a creepy little fucker.
1: Yeah, he's a big creepy fucker in this one. Well, yeah. Um. So. So have you so have you checked out the uh, the VHS series?
2: Uh, I saw I saw the first one. I, I dug the first one. Um, again, like you said, with the ABCs of death, there's you know there's some good ones and there's some bad ones and the whole thing. But I dug it overall.
1: The second one um, has a couple of has at least one story I think you'd really fucking think was cool. So I would I would you know whenever you get around to it, I would definitely try out the second one. The third one.
2: Geez, they're already on a third one?
1: Yeah, man. They pump them out fucking fat. Well, because okay. it's like... Well, I know
2: they're from the website uh, bloodydisgusting.com, Well, that, like, and
1: they just offer... It's just opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Like, they give young directors and actors and yeah, producers opportunities, yeah. like, hey, put some shit together, and let's bust this out. There's actually two of them that are actually really good on the second one. Um, I forgot about the one. Uh, it's like a... Uh, this is pretty crazy, because, like, you never see something from this fucking perspective. Um, but it's a guy... He's riding a bike. He has a GoPro on, and he gets turned into a fucking zombie. And so <laughs> it's a fucking like a zombie, like a short film, a zombie movie, but it's from the zombie's point of view.
2: I can dig that. And yes. it
1: actually ends up having like a really uh, kind of an emotional ending. Like it's kind of like wow, like that kind of it kind of touches you. The second one has some good stuff, and then there's the, the other one that I think you'll like. That you'll you'll know which one it is when when you get into it. And it's fucking off the wall, bonkers. Um, <laughs> modern horror what do you think of the state of the game in general? Um, What stuff do you like that's out nowadays?
2: Um, As far as the state of the genre in general right now, uh, I feel, honestly, I feel pretty optimistic and good about it for the first time in a while. Um, There was a a large period, basically, after the, the, the Ring remake came out, where all you would see in Hollywood was just, you know, those terrible remakes of Japanese horror films and just lots of films trying to milk off that same success and for yeah. a long time i just didn't care at all about any films that came out in theaters in the horror genre but lately um there's been some there's been some good stuff i mean um as far as the main kind of mainstream goes i mean um it follows which came out earlier this year mm-hmm. probably heard, heard of. about it yep. um that's a, that's a really good film um that's that's a film especially i think you would dig because like the old 80s and 70s films it's it's big on atmosphere and the and the score itself is very like synthesizer john Carpenter. nice so it's very yeah i think you dig that one um uh the babadook is another one that came out i think a year ago um it's an australian film i believe um, but that's another one I saw recently that was, that was excellent, excellent, um, that's one of the better kind of ghost mythology, you said you love mythology, yeah, as far fun. as mythology goes, that's a very good film, um, otherwise though, I mean, most of my recent horror movie watching has been, um, a lot of foreign stuff, really. Okay,
1: uh, and that's where we're going next, Yeah, indie, foreign,
2: Yeah, I fucking mean, weird shit. As far as foreign goes, I mean the the country of France. They they have produced some really good horror movies the last ten years or so. Um, two in spe- two specifically, I wanted to mention for our listeners here are uh, the first one is called Martyrs, which you may have heard of. Yeah, yeah, um, I know of it. Which is just I don't even know how to describe the film. It's it's definitely violent and dark, but it's it's It takes a very existential kind of kind of left turn in the middle of the film and it becomes very philosophical in a way few other horror films have ever been um I would also like to recommend another French film called Inside um which is just uh it's another uh, I mean in modern horror you gotta expect the graphic violence so this is another graphic film again but it's um it's just a basically just all about a pregnant woman inside of her home being stalked by a woman who wants to take her baby. Yeah, um, is the basic gist of it, but it's much better than it sounds. Trust me. Um, you know, I mean, we already talked about irreversible, which again, <laughs> not, not a good time as far as like movie viewing goes. But for, want,
1: for some of the extremists out there, tell us about some of those fucking uh, Looney Tune Japanese
2: movies. Oh god, the Japanese—they're sick. They're—they're they're sick, man. They're sick. I mean, the big one everyone always recommends that I would recommend to anyone trying to get into Japanese horror to watch first is uh, "Audition." Yeah, by Takashi Mike yeah. uh, who's who's basically the Japanese horror director. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I, have you seen "Audition"?
1: I've not, but I know I it's, know about it's,
2: it. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark film
1: to say mm-hmm. the least. I, I, I mean, I'll just say it like this: I read a lot. Like I said, yeah. I read up on this stuff, so I, I I know I know I know things.
2: I mean, the Japanese their thing for a lot of years was just really just gross, gory films that didn't yeah, have fair warning to out. anyone
1: listening to this. Like if you if if you try out any of this foreign stuff and the jap, especially the Japanese stuff, <laughs> you're gonna see some fucked up shit. Like just yeah. know that going
2: in. I mean, I've got some other fucked-up movies that are more fucked-up that are American, but the Japanese in general, especially any kind of Takashi Mike film, Mm -hmm. you're in for some fucked-up stuff, man. You're in for some fucked-up stuff. Um, Japanese, I would also recommend, even though it was totally butchered in the American remake, was the original Grudge, um, which is a really creepy film. That film has some of the best um, jump scares, as people call them, you know, where just something yeah, pops something out and scares the shit way out way. of you. You know, it, that film has some of the best jump scares you'll ever see. Um, as far as fucked up films go, though, I'd also, I'd be, uh, there's two other films I wanted to recommend for anyone who's a sick person like me, and that is, um, the first one is Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Heard of that one? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Uh-huh.
2: Which is, uh, michael rooker just it's based on a supposed real-life serial killer but it's just a fucked up film and i'd also like to recommend a film called angst um I believe it's german
1: okay i
2: believe I've it's a german it. film yeah it's another one of the more obscure ones i wanted to recommend on the show because this film called angst is quite frankly one of the most horrifying films i've ever seen in my life
1: <laughs> well quick real quick um henry let's give let's give people a little bit of synopsis so they so they got Absolutely. something to go on um henry if i remember it's been a while since i read up on it um not he like killing prostitutes and wearing their clothes and their skin and crazy ass shit
2: well that- not 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 quite the full you know texas chainsaw wearing their skin stuff but it's based on a real life serial killer his name was henry lee lucas um he was arrested, and they, they proved that he killed 11 people, but he claimed to have yeah, killed, killed a lot, over a 100 or so. So the film was based on him, but, I mean, but yes, his main targets were prostitutes, okay. um, which is what you see in the film. But it's a really weird, fucked-up film, not just because of the fact that, you know, he's a serial killer, but also the there's a very strange family dynamic between him and his best friend Otis, his accomplice, and Otis's sister, who's mm. kind of a love interest for him, kind of not, because, you know, he's insane and how... Yeah, someone...
1: he's a, to someone <laughs> killer, yeah.
2: But, but yeah, that film, I would highly recommend that film. Um, it's actually, surprisingly enough, and this is this is a fun fact for me and you being action 80s movies fans, from the same director as Predator.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah. Okay. And then, um, Angst, what's What's Angst that about? Without is, giving away all the craziness.
2: Angst is very similar um, to Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Um, it's about a supposed real-life uh, serial killer from, I believe I it was Austria. Um, yes, yes. His name was uh, Werner Nizak. Um, and it's just... it's just the way it's filmed really like I was saying before it's not like I mean it's violent definitely it's you know if you've never if you're not into you know slasher movies or something you're not going to dig the amount of violence but but it's the way it's filmed that really makes it disturbing um because this 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 guy I mean the way it's directed you you almost feel sympathy for him because yeah. of the the and just his insanity you know his mental illness you almost feel sympathy for, for for him, but
1: and that takes real talent, man. Like with a director and the way that they portray things too. Absolutely, I love, I love that shit when they can make you feel a twinge of like, damn for the for the bad guy. That's fucking that's cool shit.
2: Absolutely, that's that's a hard talent to come by, but mm-hmm. but yeah, this was a very very disturbing and very influential film too. Um, the the director. Um, Gaspar No who directed Irreversible that we talked about before. Yeah. And is you know him and all of those French guys I was just talking about before. They were all influenced by this film very very much because it's it's very realistic and hard-hitting.
1: Um before we roll into the Halloween movie list there's one that I fucking forgot to mention from the 80s. We're talking about atmosphere, we're talking about soundtracks, we're talking about cool cinematic experiences you're going to mark out when I fucking when I mention this movie oh okay. yeah are you ready I'm ready fucking near dark
2: Ooh
1: yeah for anybody out there with, for one who would look for a cool experience it's basically um it's an 80s the 80s movie 80s soundtrack um it's filmed kind of out in the plains in Texas um it's a ton of really really expansive like cool shots great cinematography, a lot of sunsets, um, a lot of awesome, uh, an awesome 80s soundtrack, um, good acting jobs, you know, a cool, cool storyline, um, just to give the basis of it, it's basically, um, a guy gets turned into a vampire by a girl vampire who was part of this group, this marauding group, um, but she's not really that bad of a person, she's just a fucking vampire, and, um, Obviously, so he tries to go and basically they kind of try to absorb him in so he can become and run with them but he's a good guy down deep and he doesn't want to be like that and so it's basically him and her trying to break away from this group of crazy vampires it's in the middle of fucking Texas oil country it's awesome
2: it's absolutely awesome it's got a great great fucking cast I mean you, anytime you got Lance Hendrickson and Bill Paxton together that's yep. a good cast baby uh, I would I would watch Bill Paxton do anything, man,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for show.
2: Sure. So you
1: uh, got? Well, go ahead. What's up?
2: Oh no no. There's one. There's one other thing I wanted to mention. As before, we moved on to the horror recommendation list. Was just there's uh, two film or two well, quick little thing I wanted to mention about indie horror was I wanted to mention the name of a director by the name of Jim Van Beber, who's someone I've only recently become familiar with. He hasn't directed a lot of stuff. Yeah, apparently from Hollywood talk, he's a gigantic asshole. But, mm-hmm. you know, as someone being a douchebag never stopped me from liking their work before. So, oh, I uh,
1: beg to differ. <laughs> hey.
2: I know of a certain somebody
1: who has quite who? the cult following that you are not a fan of. Oh, who's that? Fucking Troy Duffy.
2: Okay, all right, all right, all right. We'll get to Troy Duffy another time. Yeah, because fuck him, right? <laughs> really, fuck him. Has he ever made anything good? Oh, don't say it, don't say it. Uh, no, all right. Anyways, I, okay, I so you're... I won't shit all over Troy Duffy right now, but right. I just wanted to quickly recommend Jim Van Bever. The two things I wanted to recommend from him was basically his only full-length movie, which is The Manson Family, which is obviously based on Charlie Manson and his oh, family, which, okay. as someone who's read helter-skelter and has studied on the case before, nothing has ever disturbed me about the case more than watching that film. And the other one is a very short film, it's only about 20 minutes long, it's called My Sweet Satan, you can find it on YouTube, It's, it's based on a real life case of some kids getting way too fucked up on acid and killing each other in the woods, and it's a total freak out,
1: Fuck fest, awesome yeah.
2: film. It's like, if you're into 80s heavy metal and like Satanism and acid, this is the best film ever. Well, it's
1: like my three favorite things.
2: So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, hey, it's like 20 minutes long. What are you going to lose? Yeah, right, right. All right, that's all I wanted to mention.
1: So what do you got? So, you know, people are getting together, they're hanging out, they're having kids coming by, Ooh. getting the candy, they're waiting to go out to the parties or they're having a party. What is the quintessential... What are we going to recommend for people to be throwing on this week that will really getting them into the into the Halloween mood?
2: Alright, well, I mean, aside, of course, from, you know, the usual Halloween, Freddy Friday films, of course, which would be my first recommendation, um, there's a few other films I wrote down that I've seen you know, kind of recently that I would definitely recommend. The first one is a film I know for a fact you love, and that's a film by the name of The Monster Squad.
1: Oh, fucking right!
2: Yes. Fucking right.
1: Yes. Basically, <laughs> basically, fucking the Universal movie monsters come to town, and a bunch of little kids get together, and they're gonna fight against them. It's a old eighties fucking schlockfest, Kind of a kids movie, but it's 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 just entertaining. It's just fun. It's,
2: it's cool. Ton, yep, ton, ton, ton of
1: fun. It's a ton of fun. And
2: especially good for if you're having children come to your house.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs>
2: Um, but aside from that one, which I wanted to recommend, um, let's see, there's a couple other I wrote down. Um, there's one called The Innocence. Um, not Innocence like E N C E, but like T S, like, you know, The Innocence. Um, it's a British ghost uh, film from the early 60s, which creeped me out more than just about any film I've seen in a long time. Um, that's a big recommendation. Um, also let's see what else did I write down Um, for slasher fans I definitely wanted to recommend The Burning and The Prowler which are both classic slasher films both have makeup and special effects done by Tom Savini which for anybody who knows horror knows Tom Savini's the best and basically I would recommend any film Tom Savini's done makeup on because they're usually good Um, let's see, what else did I write down? Let's see, uh, Suspiria. Suspiria is one I would definitely recommend. Um, it's directed by someone I mentioned before, Dario Argento. Um, he's basically the king of Italian horror. Uh, and this is basically his best film. So, it's absolutely worth your time. It's, it's definitely a little gory, but it's not, like, overly gory. Uh, it's like a 70s film. It's, um... The thing that you take away from it most is just the colors from it. Like, you'll never see a more colorful horror film in your yeah, life. Yeah,
1: that's, I think, because the name, I was trying to think of it, like, I've heard it before, and that's, yeah, okay, that's what it was about.
2: Yeah, he's he's pretty famous, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, well, I
1: mean it was on some list of, like, horror movies that's, like, that, yeah, that are really yeah, crazy cinematically. Would. That's where I got um Near Dark off of, was...
2: Yeah, he, he'd be on a list like that, absolutely. Um... But Suspiria is very creepy, too. It's it's mainly about a coven of witches. So it's it's a very creepy film. Um, let's see. What else did I write down? Um, I don't know. I didn't write down much else. I guess the only other things I really wanted to recommend that I've seen recently are uh, one film called Dead of Night. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it was in the 40s, 40s film. Um, I only caught it off of you know Turner classic movies a few weeks ago but this film really shook me to my core unlike a lot of films I've seen in a long time and again it's through very little tra- like what we think of as horror things now you know there's not any jump scares yeah. or, or violence it's, it's basically an anthology film it's just a bunch of people who are in a cabin or whatever and they can't remember why they're there And they're just sharing their stories about what they remember before they got there, and it's it's just it's a it's a very creepy creepy film for fans of old horror.
1: Good stuff. I think next time we'll cover we'll cover like fucking schlock films, like fucking ridiculousness. Uh, Oh, I
2: got so many of those, man. Like
1: fucking uh, anything trauma. God damn it! Why can't I remember the name of this fucking movie right now? It's with um, it's with that fucking dude who's like. Who, who was a rock star, but, like, he isn't, like, he's sucky, and, like, he, like, finances his own movies, and they're terrible always, um, John, Ghoulies? John Thor, uh, Ghoulies? No, 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 it's, you might not even, have, n- n- even know what I'm talking about, because it's so fucking obscure, the guy's name is, like, Thor, impressed. it's, like, John Thor, um the movie's about like his band is breaking up and they're trying to record his album but the farm they go to to fucking record it is inhabited by a bunch of fucking demons and shit and he like fights Satan at the end and it's Wish like my a...
2: name was John Thor yeah it's, well ass- it's not a real fucking
1: name um, um, Yeah.
2: um I you know what for once you may have me I don't I don't think I know what you're talking about Well then about.
1: good because I'll be able to fucking put you onto that shit uh, <laughs> All right I'm hold, ready hold on, hold on let me do
2: a quick Wait 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 is is when his band is at that farm or whatever is there like a scarecrow killer uh,
1: don't think so. You I I remember some
2: film about a scarecrow uh, murdering a bunch of really bad '80s rock stars? So
1: no, it wasn't. I mean, they're they're most definitely demons, and it's like weirdest shit. And like, there's like these montages of like it's just like him like flexing his muscles and shit. Like, oh god, it's fucking outrageous. Um,
2: None of the demons is another one to recommend for our view for our listeners. There.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Tell you what, everybody, I'm gonna post. When, when we get done recording this I'm gonna figure out what fucking movie this is so I have to record, try and figure out on air and I'm going to post the wow well, fuck I better not post a picture for it because uh, if I do for the for the uh, for the the emblem for this week's show if I post it up that guy is poor enough to where he might fucking sue me <laughs> so in fact I'm gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna figure out what show what movie this is real quick for everybody for all the listeners so you guys can have this this is a special edition Um, be back (laughs) shortly. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Motherfucker, I found it. Rock and Roll Nightmare is what it's called. It is God awful and like in a hilarious way. This guy John Michael Thor. It's John it's J O N M I K L <laughs> T H O R. And he is like a what like a one man show. He's a bodybuilder and rock star and fucking finances and directs his own movies. And Rock and Roll Nightmare is fucking insane. Um
2: Take a wild guess our, to our listeners. What, what decade he, he became prominent in? Take
1: a wild guess. It might be them 80s. So
2: <laughs> Perhaps.
1: Check that out. Hilariousness. Um, this was a good thing. Good way to get back into the show. I'm glad I got to recommend so many badass films. And I surely appreciate you joining us, man.
2: Absolutely, man. This was a good time. Let's do it again.
1: Yeah, we'll get um, more and more when we get more film stuff, films in there and uh, stuff that people want to hear about that you expertise. We will definitely have you back. Thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for their patience uh, during the downtime between the last show. Um, we're back rocking and rolling, and we started off in a great way. <laughs>